0: Everybody and Welcome Welcome to the Words, Women, and Wisdom radio show, streaming live from BBS Radio in California. I'm actually based in Calgary, Alberta, at the base of the Rocky Mountains, and this is a show that streams live to over 100 stations globally, including iHeart and iTunes. Now, if you're just dialing in today and wondering, huh, who is Yvonne? What is this show all about? Why does she host it? My role is Uplifting the Spirit of Humanity. And I do that by helping women entrepreneurs in particular to flourish in business. And, and doing that by having confident conversations. So I love interviewing fellow entrepreneurs who have risen from tragedy to triumph. That's typically the focus for this show. What did they learn along the way? What are some of the key insights that are worth sharing with other women, women entrepreneurs, because I don't know about you, but in the last two years, it's been a little crazy out there. There's so much uncertainty. And so I'm delighted today to be joined by my guest, Tiffany Kellogg. Hello, Tiffany. Hello, and thank you for having me today. You're welcome. So I'll do your sort of formal introduction in just a moment. Um, For those who are listening, this is a show that is really about insights and sharing. So grab your pen and paper because not only will you be taking away some really, really interesting lessons from this show, but you'll also potentially, if you stay till the very end, going to be hearing about some special things that we're going to offer as well. I always like to give my guests the opportunity to share something. Usually, it's uh, something that's a free, a free gift type of scenario. So you want to stay till the very end. And Tiffany. Tiffany, where are you dialing in from today, just to confirm? I am in Tampa, Florida, United States. There we go. So we have an international call all by itself. So just to put things in context, this show has been running for the last three years. I've interviewed everybody on the show from, you know, uh, Deborah Poneman, Melinda Whitstock, um, Natalie Ledwell, Susie Carter, a variety of incredible women and today is no, no less. We are on the call together Stephanie and uh, Tiffany and I. So we're going to be diving in a little bit more about um, Tiffany. She entered the entrepreneurial world a while ago so 2003 um, and since then has been able to help her clients in several different ways. We have complementary coaching type skills. So she's all about making money and saving time. So, so am I, so there's a <laughs> commonality there. She's also spent a lot of her time collecting her insights and experiences by traveling the globe, um, working to create amazing businesses that help others as well have spectacular lives. She's also a speaker, a keynoter, workshops, online programs, etc. So we have a lot in common. <laughs> Whether she's sharing her expertise with her beautiful Southern accent or um, talking specifically about an area of focus, which is referral marketing, um, she's really about sharing information that will help people think dramatically different, differently. So knocking their socks off uh, <laughs> for the uh, audience, uh, some of the comments coming back. Um, her goal is to help people achieve their dreams, by giving them the tools needed to help them make more money in less time and so they can have more fun. Awesome. Mine is about <laughs> supporting women entrepreneurs seeking to flourish and my specialty is confident conversations. And obviously when you have confident conversations, you can lead into networking. So today's show is about four and a half interesting four and a half <laughs> networking mistakes. So, Let's put this in context. So maximizing your networking efforts, when we understand what are some of the common mistakes, um, knock your socks off, you know, (laughs) for your audience is really about, you know, not only delivering presentations and getting audience participation, but after you've been working with those clients, when and how do you ask for referrals so that you get solid rock solid testimonials every time and referrals to fill your business because we both know Tiffany and I that that's one of the cheapest most economical ways to fill your pipeline with new potential customers no one's going to share a a referral to someone who (laughs) is not a good fit because it's going to reflect badly on them isn't it Tiffany right right
1: and one of the side bonuses that most people don't realize is referred prospects while they're cheaper easier all of that they're also two and a half times more likely to refer you than prospects that you get any other way. So it's that exponential filling of the pipeline.
0: Excellent. Well, I didn't have that stat, so I'm going to be making use <laughs> of that. Grab your pens and paper, ladies. <laughs> you don't have to be a lady listening to this show, no, um, this, certainly this the show, but the orientation. For right. <laughs> so two and a half times more likely to refer as well. So yes. that's a great ripple effect, and I love that because you know, as a professional coach working in this industry for the last. Well, in coaching for the last 12, uh, specifically with women entrepreneurs seeking to flourish and then more generally 30 years plus of business experience for countries, corporate VP roles down to, you know, being a uh, in my eighth startup, it makes a difference because marketing trends will come and go, but the classic things that are rock solid principles, such as referrals and networking, they never go out of fashion, do they? They do not. Yeah. So let's dive in a little bit to your story. Put the context in place. You had a situation that um, dramatically impacted your life. Now, some of my guests, it goes way back to childhood and something that happened then where they've risen from tragedy to triumph. Um, Other times, it's a more recent experience. So tell me about what dramatically happened in your life that set you on this path to have a passion for helping others to succeed in business, yeah. and also this particular focus on referrals and networking.
1: So my, my situation happened in 2003, but going to do just a little pre to set us up. Um, I actually didn't know I wanted to go into business or speaking, coaching, authoring, any of that. I went to Queen's University in North Carolina with an intention of doing biology, so I could do genetic research and genetic engineering. <laughs> um, once I figured out all those fields would entail, the years of schooling, the politics, the controversy, all of that, I'm like, okay, no. Um, so I became a business major. <laughs> so in 2001, I graduated with my degree in business and marketing. And I went out into the real world, got that first real job with all the cool benefits you think of, the paid vacation and matching 401k, all of that. Yeah, But it was in... it was in March of 2003 that really shifted what my life was to become. First, the board of directors of the organization that I was employed by got together, did some restructuring, and what was no longer part of the organization was my position. Mm -hmm. So they very nicely offered me either a severance package or a demotion. The other thing that happened, my mom, who had been battling breast cancer for the previous 17 months, was given a terminal diagnosis and maybe a couple of weeks
0: left to live. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: So I, I took the severance package and it was beautiful and brilliant because it gave me the opportunity to spend each and every single day with my mom. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. it would just be me crawling into the, we had hospice for her at home. So I'd crawl into the hospital bed with her and we watched TV for hours and hours. Uh, sometimes she'd feel well enough to come sit at the table, eat a meal, do the crossword puzzle. But I got to be with her every day. And while the doctors gave her a couple of weeks, she actually hung on for several months and we got to celebrate. We had a huge birthday party for her 47th birthday. All the friends and family came, had a really great time. The next morning we were up having breakfast, chit-chatting, reliving the memories of the night before. She went to take a nap and she never woke up.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, it's so interesting that the medical community can give out those diagnoses. And yet when we have a passion and a thirst for life, it's amazing how we can shape some of those timelines of how long we actually get to be here.
1: (laughs) Yes. Sometimes it's shorter, sometimes it's longer. And I mean, yeah, I feel bad for medical professions because they know nothing. Uh, I mean, if you look at what they know from the body perspective, it's such a small percentage and they try really hard to give us the answers. You know, uh, is it a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months? But I'm much happier that they said a couple of weeks and we got a couple of months versus they said a couple of months and we only got a couple of weeks.
0: Absolutely. I mean, yeah. epigenetics. I mean, there's a lot of different work being done about how can we, how can we impact through our, you know, mind, diet, exercise, all of those things. How can we impact the age of our body? And the health yes. of our body, so that's for another conversation. I had uh, <laughs> Jennifer Huff on talking about the physics of flow just mm. um, a few months ago, and uh, she's in heavily into that arena with her nutrition background as well. Awesome. So your mum was unwell; she passed away. My mm-hmm. deep condolences. I know it's a while ago, and yet I think it's always it's always yeah. um, heartfelt to yeah. remark on on a beautiful life shared, and then. I also know from the work that I've done in the corporate arena, especially because the restructuring piece, working as an HR director, (laughs) I was very often called in um, as the career transition leader when a company was letting, you know, four or 800 people go um, through restructuring to help them to find their next position and to, to hold space for them that day that they got the news unexpectedly. And that's very often when we can turn lemon into lemonade. We don't very often have the space when we have a busy corporate role to think about that bigger future potential. And so when we're gifted, (laughs) gifted that opportunity and when we can get past the something got done to me rather than something is opening up for me, then we do give ourselves the space and grace to really evaluate what am I doing with my life? And especially when someone passes away, it puts the, the microscope on, uh, scope on, oh my gosh, you know, if I, if I wasn't here next year, what am I here to do? And let's get busy and let's get on it. Is that what happened to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I had this month of what am I going to do with my life? Because I knew that I wasn't going to stay unemployed forever, but I was not in a hurry to go get another job. With losing with losing my mom or you know, that coming up. And so afterwards, I'm like, okay, what do I want to do? And there was a friend of the family, Jackie, and she came over all through my mom's illness, but she would come at 10 o'clock on a Monday morning or four o'clock on a Thursday afternoon, where most people came over in the evenings or the weekends because they had that J-O-B. Well, Mm. she was an entrepreneur, she had her own business, and I'm like, ooh, this looks fun. This looks interesting. I want to be an entrepreneur. So I picked up my life from North Carolina, moved down to Florida and started a business. Though I found just because you have a business does not mean you have any business.
0: (laughs) It doesn't mean you have revenue, right? Yeah. I mean, I
1: was like, oh, I have a business. Where are the people at? And this was pre, I don't know when social media came out, but this was pre me being on social media. This was, you know, back. So I spent the next two years cold calling. And I'm good at it, but I hate doing it. Yep. Um, But then I found networking. Somebody called me out of the phone book to invite me to a networking event. And I'm like, I walk into this room full of people and I'm like, oh, wait, there's people that want to pass me referrals. I can pass them referrals. This seems so much better than cold calling. Let's go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. And you know, certainly in the last six months, um, <laughs> I've noticed that there's been more and more uh, networking groups popping up. Um, I'm a, a member of one in particular, uh, the Empowered Business Networking Group, um, and also a member of several others. Mm -hmm. And that is a great place to build a little bit more of a connection. So as you said, it's not a cold call. If we book a call right after we've had a a two-minute introduction to to continue the conversation, it's not cold. It's already warm and and, uh, information is flowing. So it's a a hot topic right now.
1: Yes. Yes, especially this idea of online versus in-person networking. Right. to me they they're pretty similar there's not a lot of differences a little bit um, but it's such a great way to connect with people and I think that connection is what people have been missing a lot
0: yeah definitely and and as you mentioned you know we're looking at trend trending you know trending topics so um, certainly up here in Calgary things are starting to open up where there's more live events starting but it's a little bit uh, sporadic right now um, I think that we'll continue to have Zoom meetings. I love being on Zoom because it's very efficient. And you know, I'm a big proponent of uh saving, you know, saving the planet and not <laughs> wasting gas driving around if there's no need. So um I made a decision uh, several years ago that if it was a half hour meeting, we were gonna meet on the phone or on Zoom and not be driving downtown unless I had four of those back to back in one day that yes. I then it's then it's worthwhile, right? I had somebody who's
1: like, they're like, can you come and have coffee with me? I'm like, sure. Where are you at? They're an hour away for a 30 minute coffee. Plus you've got to give that extra bonus. So we're talking three hours for a 30. I'm like, I will let you know next time I'm that way. And every once in a while, she's like, are you coming this way yet? I'm like, no, are you coming this way yet? She's like, no. I'm like, do you want to meet on zoom or do you still want to meet in person? And I'm not going to say no, but I'm just like you if it's going to take me 30 minutes just to get there and back, is that an effective use of our time?
0: Yeah. Well, for any other entrepreneur listening, I mean, yeah, just to confirm probably what you already know, your time is your only non-renewable resource that you cannot get back once it's gone. So we have to use every uh, tool in our toolkit to be leveraging our time effectively. So that's repurposing content. That's, you know, writing, um, you know, when I wrote my uh, my book, (laughs) My best-selling book, Words, Women, and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. Um, How can I leverage that Take snippets from it, takes quotes from it, use parts in my radio show, use parts in articles. Um, You know, you repurpose and the same thing, especially with our time. So, um, you know, if we we don't say yes instantly that we want to drive across town to meet you, it's nothing (laughs) personal. The price of gas alone right now is obviously on people's minds. So meeting on Zoom is great. The one thing I did learn from um, when I hosted my uh, virtual summit last year was I had a a body uh, language expert on Mm. and there are some things that we can do differently when we show up in a little box from the from the shoulders up um, that I learned from her. One of them, quick tip, um, if you are listening to the show, you won't see me doing it, but there is a replay available with a video as well, is to put my glasses instead of being flat on my nose to angle them up so the arms are further up in my hairline, not right on my ears. So when I've got my ring light on, I'm not reflecting glare back and having the googly eyes. And I thought that was such a brilliant tip that I've shared that. Thank you um, to my guest, Sharon. Sorry, I thought I had turned that off. Thank you to my guest, Sharon, for sharing that, um, that tip. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's
1: just, it's, it's, how are you in person? What are you wearing in person? What I wear when I network in person is usually different than what I wear when I network on Zoom. Um, Because Zoom, I've heard, you don't want a bunch of patterns, you don't want crazy distracting things. And so I'm almost always wearing a monotone, one colored shirt, because it just comes across differently. You know, if I'm in person, I don't have to worry as much about does my outfit clash with my background? And how does it distract people? Um, Sometimes it's just little tweaks like that for that in person versus online. But yeah, it's people don't realize like, if we can't see your eyes, in your glasses, it's yep. something in between us, It's something as simple as angle the glasses up it makes a yep. huge difference. Yeah,
0: these ones don't have uh, frames; it's mm. just that they're coloured uh, on the ah. edges, so it oh. looks almost like a frame. But you can—I was going to say—it looks like I, a frame to me. Yeah, it's it's actually not, but <laughs> angled up. Anyway, so four and a half networking mistakes. So let's dive in. What are um, what are some of those networking mistakes that you learned, and how did you learn them? What do we need to do differently or pay attention to? to So
1: there was a lot of trial and error. And back in the day, because it was 2005 when I started networking, I spent time at the library. There was online, but it wasn't the massive place that it is nowadays. Usually I now go to the library if I want to pick up like a audio CD or something that I can't get (laughs) electronically. Um, But so through some research, a lot of the experts tell you when you're networking, pass out lots and lots of business cards. However, that to me is mistake number one, and I actually have a name for it. It's called in-person spamming.
0: (laughs) I call it the big (laughs) wastebasket.
1: Oh, yeah, right, because it's like, hey, and I I remember vividly at a local restaurant. It was one of the first networking events that I went to, and there was this young guy who just literally, he didn't run, but was moving quickly. I've got to go. Here's my card, and he passed it out to everybody, and it's like, You didn't even have a conversation with me. Drop. (laughs) What am I supposed, yeah, let me throw this in the trash can. Um, I'm not going to talk to you. So my number one mistake is don't pass out your business card unless you're asked. Yes. When you're asked, that takes it from in-person spamming to you have permission to. So just like the emails, we don't like spam emails. Same thing in person. Only give out the business card when you're asked for them.
0: Exactly. Because otherwise you're just wasting money on, I mean, I know business cards are cheap, but you're just wasting money because it isn't gonna. It's gonna end up in the trash for sure. Yeah,
1: or you spend a little bit more for nicer business cards because instead of giving out ten, you're giving out one. You're and you're only giving them out to the people that want them.
0: Yeah. Now, and if, if, you, I'm- if you are giving out business cards, the other thing that um, I I learned a while ago too is it's worth the effort to get the higher quality cards because when yes. you give it to someone and they take it and they feel it. If it feels like some sort of flimsy thing and it's got perforated edges (laughs) around the sides that clearly showed you printed it this morning, you know, 10 minutes before (laughs) our interview or our meeting um, versus it has some weight to it. And it's, you know, it's glossy on one side. It's it's not on the other side. So you can actually have the person writing things on it. It's not glossy all over that, you know, you can't do anything with Um, all those little things make a difference, especially how it feels definitely.
1: And right. back in the day cards were much much more expensive. Now it's super easy, super inexpensive to to get nice cards. Right. Though if you do have those two-sided glossy cards, a silver sharpie will write on 99% of business cards when you're out networking. Um if you if it happens to be a silver card, sorry, you're out of luck, but uh a silver sharpie or a gold sharpie like the gel ones are definitely part of my networking toolkit that I have so I can easily write on the business cards.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, good tip. So, um, what what else did you have as your top tips?
1: <laughs> so, kind of my one one and a half mistake. So, because people are often like Tiffany, how is there a four and a half networking mistakes? Um, a I'm all about having fun, so I had to have a, a fun title to go with it. B, this mistake is not something that everybody tells you to do, but a lot of the experts tell you when you meet somebody new, not only give them a card, give them several cards so that they can pass them on. And I'm like, I just met you. I don't know you. I'm not going to refer you. Like why? If, if I need more of your business cards, I will ask. So only one, Uh, if they want more, they'll ask if they don't, then you just saved yourself again, a couple of cents for those nicer business cards. Cause again, we don't want them ending up in the waistband.
0: Right. Okay.
1: That's our first one. Uh, the second one, uh, which I think you'll like when it comes to this words aspect of it, is I always recommend that you wear a name tag when networking. Mm. What goes on the name tag, though, makes a huge impact. Mm-hmm. Too often people will have their name tag, and it's, say, financial planner, realtor, insurance. And what happens when you lead with your profession is people make a decision. About you. Oh, you're a coach. Oh, you're an author. They're going into their brain and thinking, okay, what do I know about that profession? Who do I know in that profession? And they are making decisions about you, not based on you, but on everything else they already know, all the other people that they know in your profession. And so to me, does that start or stop the conversation? Mm -hmm. And my goal when I'm networking is I want to book a meeting from the meeting. I'm meeting you. And if you're the right person, let's book that next meeting but if i'm stopping the conversation because it's like oh you're a insert profession here we're not having much of a conversation are we
0: (laughs) it's so true because certainly when you know when i was a newly minted coach coming out of you know royal roads which is uh, sort of the deluxe executive program in canada for uh, those who want to be coaching business professionals and ceos etc yeah you know i would say yeah i'm a coach Um, And I would literally sometimes see people back up and I'm like, what the heck? I didn't say life insurance. (laughs) Sorry to all of my life insurance friends, um, because they've made this assumption in their head. Oh, coach, that is the same as the person who shows up on the soccer field with my kids and they're blowing a whistle and screaming at them and trying to encourage them by yelling. Um, No, that's completely nothing to do with the kind of coaching work that I do, which is supporting my clients by helping them step into their greatest potential. I'm not gonna tell you how to run your business. I'm gonna show you proven strategies, but we're gonna be tailoring every single conversation for what works for you, how fast you wanna go. It's not about sticking within a box. It's about living outside the box and showing your unique special secret DNA source that will make you stand out in business, yeah. Yeah. So,
1: And and listening to you share that, I'm thinking, because what I, I, so yes, I want you to have a name tag, but I don't want you to put your profession. I like to call this a curiosity name tag. So two that just kind of popped to me, not that these have to be done, uh, just random thoughts is having like the word potential with somebody stepping into the word potential, Mm -hmm. um, or the like a picture of a box with the person like excited cheering outside of the box. So it doesn't even have to be words necessarily. But it's just, what is that all about? Well, I help people step into their potential. Right. And then hopefully they'll ask how, and that's a whole nother part of the conversation. But we want to have those curiosity or conversation starting name tags.
0: Great. One so of the ones we... I
1: wear says R for L. When people say, what's that all about? Well, I help create referrals for life. It's just to start the conversation.
0: Yeah. So what's your best tip for converting that into, since we're so doing so many Zoom networking meetings, how does that translate for Zoom? Networking?
1: So I think Zoom networking is a very different kind of aspect insofar as, you know, we're, we're not having the name tags. And so people aren't looking at your name tag and saying, what is that? Because yes, you could put it on your, um, like the name. So I have on mine Tiffany Kellogg referral generator. So I put referral generator because I want people to say, what is that all about? Right. I wouldn't necessarily put that on a name tag. So you do have to be a little bit more creative with it. But I think we can use our Zoom instead of saying, you know, the the company or the profession, like something that maybe has us, you know, has questions. It could be even like more referrals.
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: and so we can have some fun with that.
0: So when I what I heard you say that I really liked as well was having a graphic having some sort of picture because, you know, people learn in different ways, four different learning styles. We know that. Yes. Um, I know from the work that I do around personality science and intelligence, different intelligences that, you know, there's four different personality codes and they are, are all appeal, uh, all um, drawn to different things. So yes, if you show up with a, a plain um, versus a patterned shirt, it will very often help identify what your personality is. A lot of times I end up wearing flowery tops because (laughs) my primary personality code is nurturing. Whereas when I'm meeting with someone who's action oriented, I'm more likely to have my trendy, you know, my my Rolex and my trendy, you know, Louis Vuitton stuff on, because that's gonna gonna be living in their land, um, speaking and connecting uh, on their level. The yes, blu- the blueprint, the more traditional personality style. If you don't have a tie on, you know they might query why you don't have a tie on, or they'd be drawn to someone who has cufflinks. You know, very professional, very structured dress. Not yes. a lot of weird, you know, pink hair or you know those kind of things, because they like tradition. They don't like to deal with someone who's risky, right, right. in any shape or form. And then the last one in that um, that personality set of nurturing action. Uh, blueprint and then knowledge is about the people who are very technical and they want just the data just the facts so something that says um, a very nebulous title is going to cause them to sort of knit their brows Mm -hmm. and yes they'll be curious and want to know more because it's it's like well prove it prove it (laughs) yeah
1: so the interesting thing is in the networking world that group of the analyticals is usually the smallest percentage It is, yeah. that, that we find, not in the real world, but in the networking world. They, yeah. they usually are the smaller ones. And hopefully they'll overhear somebody else ask the question so you get the chance to answer.
0: Yeah. So, well, they're, not you, so, they're not so likely to be there in the first place right. because a lot of times they're more introverted. They'll... Um, you know, speak only to their friends and they don't want to be in that uncomfortable setting. I interviewed about 6,000 people in my career, a lot (laughs) of them in IT, a lot of brilliant minds. And yet, if I asked an open-ended question, like we want to do it networking, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself was my very you know favorite first question for an interview after getting through the rapport building. You know, did you find it okay? How's the weather out there? You know, was parking easy, whatever it is. Um, they would look at me blankly and say, well, what exactly is it you need to know? Because they, they couldn't formulate a general answer like that. So networking right. would probably be making a lot of those um, brilliant minds squirm.
1: <laughs> yes, I find that they don't like always the chaos the entrepreneurial world can bring uh, and not the networking where they have to talk to strangers too much.
0: Yeah, but there are ways to, um, there are ways to encourage and foster um, if you have a technical, technically oriented business, if you're working in IT, telecom, you know, artificial intelligence, STEM, any of those things, um, there are ways to bring your brilliance to the forefront and do it comfortably. So, if that appeals, let's chat. <laughs> yeah,
1: yes, okay. and, and one other thing to add for for your personalities is if you're on Zoom. And you use virtual backgrounds. I'm a big fan of just the natural background. I talk a lot with my hands and lighting, whatever. Um, So I use my natural background mostly. But if you know the personality of the person that you're meeting with, you could pick a virtual background that encourages and inspires the IT, the analyticals, I would do as clean of a background as possible
0: yeah the the
1: more you know the ones that you said you would wear the Rolex and the Louis Vuitton bag, I'd probably put something busy and fun and colorful in the background because it just makes them feel they they fill you
0: well it is a, it is about <clears throat> excuse me, Tony Robbins says this, um, you know tailor your presentation to suit your audience, right? So whether that's you standing on stage in front of you know thousands of people or standing up and doing a presentation you know for a proposal whatever it might be, having that understanding and appreciation of who the person is that you're speaking with and how they like to have information delivered. How do they like to communicate does make a difference. So having something, you know, today I chose my red because I know that you're an action person. Um, I chose, you know, not to have patterns, but I've got this background, which is, um, you know, m- my my standard sort of at home background. Um, and at the same time, it is very um, evident sometimes when we're looking in a networking conversation, we've got, you know, say 50 people on Zoom. It's very evident sometimes from the background that people choose, whether they choose it consciously or not, that their personality style is showing up. So a lot of times with the the knowledge personality, they're so smart, they're so intelligent, they have all of their stuff in the background, all their books and their, you know, it looks like Einstein's desk, right? And and sometimes that is a clear indicator of personality style. So it is really about paying attention, being aware, being invitational, opening a conversation and not coming out with, you know, I'm gonna come out with 20 leads, um, but being open to co-create what's intended to happen. Tapping into your body and saying, oh, does this person make me feel oh, like a wet fishy handshake? (laughs) Or do I feel expanded when I'm talking in conversation like we are here? I feel expanded in this conversation. There's nothing constrictive at all. Yeah, what's
1: tip number three? So tip number three has to do with the elevator pitch or the sales pitch, which people, I mean, there are lots of workshops, lots of different ways to do this. And I'm not going to say that any of them are wrong. And sometimes I feel my book is a little harsh because it's four and a half networking mistakes. Uh, sometimes I want to say, well, it's four and a half ways to do networking better. Yeah. Not as catchy of a title though. So we will with the networking mistakes, but most people do this pitch for, you know, here's what to say, this sentence, this sentence. However, if we think about, An elevator pitches, I have 30 or 60 seconds to tell you all about my business to sell you. Well, a networking event is not meant for sales. It's meant for meeting people to develop the relationships and hopefully book that meeting from the meeting. So we like to call that the networking disconnect. Mm
0: -hmm. A lot
1: of people go to networking events to sell, but very few people go to networking events to buy. And so the shift that I like to use is what I call a funneling conversation. So a funneling conversation is just a series of simple yes, no questions that I can ask the person in front of me to see, are they a good prospect for me or not? And again, going back to the conversation earlier with the name tag, if I just say, hey, I'm Tiffany, I'm a coach. They're making the decision of do they need me or not? Right. Versus if we're having a conversation, I'm like, Yvonne, tell me, You know, are you looking to grow your business? And if yes. you say yes, okay, great. So do you like referrals to help you grow your business? Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, would you be open, like double, tripling, or even quadrupling your referrals this year?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. I know. It's like the more, the, the better. So I work with entrepreneurs that are looking for massive growth via referrals for their business. Um, I would love to invite you to my next free workshop if you want to come check it out and see what it's all about.
0: Mm. Interesting.
1: So instead of me saying, "Hey, I am going to help you get more referrals. I have a ten-module program. It's blah blah blah, and it's this, the this, and it's," uh, let me ask you if you're a good fit. Because if you had said, "No, I'm not looking to grow my business. No, I don't want referrals. All I'm doing is qualifying you." Yep. If you had said no to either of those, that would end the conversation. I would be like, "Well, you know, I work with entrepreneurs to help them get more referrals, but I wouldn't continue to try and see." Are you a prospect for me? Because you would have told me you weren't. Yep. But you can't. You don't really want to come out and say, "Hey, do you think you're a prospect for
0: me?" <laughs> I am. Um, I love that uh, approach. Um, I have a couple of things that I talk about in my book, which are um, a slightly a slightly different approach. Okay. I'm definitely a fan. And again, I apologize to my my life insurance sales um, representative friends um however that is very often a classic industry where you go to a meeting you shake hands and the person you know says so what do you do right um and then when it's when you've shared your what i do they get to share theirs because energy of reciprocity is strong right yeah Um, then they launch into this fire hose of stuff so, not being um, being a nurturing person and, and not wanting to politely you know cut people off, what I had chosen as a strategy around that was to say, "Hmm, can you tell me a little bit more about what's working really well in your world right now, life and business, and see which direction people take If they take life, then they're probably nurturing like me. If they take business, they're possibly more action oriented but what's working well sets it up for them to proudly talk about what's going on. And I can hear then, are they excited about it? Are they depressed about it? Is it going well, is it not going well? And then I ask, well, how could it be even better? And very often they will share back how it could in the future be better. And that's my opening then to say, hmm, can I share a little bit about what I do? Because I think we might be able to co-create something where I can actually help you get to where you wanna go faster. And no one ever says no, <laughs> right? there's nothing to object to, right? We're talking about a future possible play together, co-create, it's fun. And that works extremely well. It's a process called appreciative inquiry, uh, originally from David Cooper writer's research. He had four questions. I primarily use those two and have applied them with the principle of what I call a, um, ask ASK. So it's appreciative sales kinetics. Um, So it works like a charm. And then the other thing is with the fire hosing, um, I don't, I I don't offer as much of an invitation for them to fire hose. But when I'm doing it, um, I would just say my one sentence, you know, I'm, I'm attracting women entrepreneurs seeking to flourish. And then I stop talking, because if they want more, and they say, Oh, that sounds interesting. Tell me more, then I'll give you more. If that isn't your thing, then the conversation just kind of stops. And if there's <laughs> this big silence where no one says, Oh, well, tell me more, how do you do that? Then I'll just say, You know, I'm working with some amazing women right now who are really wanting to scale up. Is there anybody that you've met here today or that are, you have in your world that would really benefit with a connection? Who Love it. And,
1: <laughs> and if you look at it, neither of our approaches is a pitch. It's no. a conversation. It's let's ask some questions, get some answers, and use that to, to move forward versus that. Ver- I like to call it verbal vomit. Uh, you call it the fire hose. Either way, it's not nice, uh, but it's just coming at you. And so, yeah, it's, it's much better to have a conversation.
0: Yeah, conversation, invitation. You know, if it's a no, that's okay. We, we're, we want people to either have a hard yes or a hard no not be this wishy-washy, well, I'm saying yes because I want to appease, but I really don't want to have a follow-up conversation with you at all. That's just <laughs> yeah, waste. I would, I would it just wastes everyone's time,
1: doesn't it? I would much rather walk out with five yeses that I need to follow up with than 50, I got their cards, now yeah. what? Now what? I, I, I like to use the analogy of, let's say we were going to uh, a dating kind of event. Do I really want to go and get the phone numbers from everybody at the event, whether they're single or not, whether they're male or female? whatever your preference, do I really want to come out with, you know, 50 different numbers of people to go through? Or do I want to find the right ones that have potential? And those are the ones I want to follow up with for that first date or that next date. And yeah. I think networking is very much the same. I'm going into a room full of people who are the handful of the right people, either prospects or even better for me are those contact sphere relationships. Uh, some people call this circle of influence, sphere of influence. These are the non-competing industries with the same clientele as me. You know, you and I work with probably some similar folks. However, what you're offering and what I'm offering is different. Maybe a teeny bit of overlap, but not, you know, the majority of it is not. And so we're that synergistic. So I'm looking to meet people like you that your clients would be a good fit for me and vice versa.
0: Absolutely. So number four then. Yes. So our last last of the
1: networking mistakes, networking is not enough.
0: OK, <laughs> a, lot of people,
1: a lot of people think that let me go to all of these networking events and meet people. And that's going to be enough to, to generate the referrals. And so perfect segue with us just using the dating analogy. It's like, OK, we've gone on a group date. Why don't we have kids and married yet? It's going to take some time. And so we need to have meetings outside of the networking meeting, um, whether it's a 15 minute quick phone call, 30 minute on Zoom, actually getting together in person we need to sit down one-on-one in some way, shape, or form and have a conversation where I learn more about you and your business. You learn more about me and my business. We we share, here's how to refer, here's who to refer, and we figure out what's a structure for us to be able to refer each other and what else can we do to help motivate you? And so too many people, I don't know, I, I saw this a ton when I was in person because People were hanging out in the same groups, not driving too far. Uh, Zoom, there's a lot more options. But I remember back in the day and I would see people and they would be going to 12, 15, 20
0: networking events in a week. That's way too many, I think, to process, to have any kind of depth of conversation.
1: Way, way too much. Um, So yeah, it's going to the networking events is great and you need to meet with people outside the networking events. Now, yeah. my philosophy is you only need four, six, or eight of the right referral professional partners
0: mm-hmm.
1: to keep most of us busy. Um, so it's not like we need a thousand people. It's four, six, or eight of the right people that can refer you all day.
0: Every. Yeah. I was just on a, a call yesterday. Um, actually, it was with uh, um, my my networking group. Um, and we were talking about LinkedIn and how to use mm-hmm. LinkedIn more effectively yeah. and the presenter was sharing about um you know how to go through and basically um cull your your contacts so you might not have 5000 who are really high quality first level connections that you'd be happy to have a you know half hour conversation with any one of them um but how do you do that and what the technology doesn't doesn't show about whether you've been Whether you've been cut or not, (laughs) it was interesting (laughs) because it is about as an entrepreneur, same thing looping back to where we started. It's about managing your time really effectively. So you can have 100 top quality, deep relationships, or you can be spending time with churn and having, you know, 5,000 that really don't care about what you're up to next week. And so, you know, where do you want to put your energy and manage your time? Otherwise, Facebook just becomes a real suck, and, and LinkedIn <laughs> and Instagram can be too. Yes, definitely. Great tips. Um, one other thing to add too, um, I know I heard a, a little while ago about someone who you know used to write on the back of their business card before they went into a meeting, you know what their intention for the meeting was. I love that setting the uh, the energy, um, not necessarily about numbers. You know, like I want to come out with a hard number. But if I can connect with um, you know, whatever your minimum number is, you know, three qualified, great conversations, then that's gonna be where I'm gonna end up. If we're clear, super clear on our ideal client profile, I'll just add this as well, um, it makes a big difference because much like your um, reticular activating system kicks in when you decide, hey, I wanna buy a, a red Porsche, right? Everywhere you go, all of a sudden, you start seeing red Porsches, not that Porsches suddenly you know, increase production. Same with buying a house, right? You see for sale signs everywhere. It's your reticular activating system. Your brains filter on information saying, hey, this is important to you now, pay attention. So when we've got that clear client profile in our head, we go into the conversation with a different way of looking at opportunity. We hear opportunity differently. And so I don't know if that's part of your, your, your tips in your book as well, but I'll just pop that in as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, actually, networking nugget number three is set a goal. Um, and I actually want to add in, I love this idea of, yes, going networking and knowing in your head what it looks like. And I often like to go tag team networking. This mm-hmm. is where somebody that I know goes networking with me. And true tag team networking, it's almost we stay together the entire time. And when somebody says, hey, Tiffany, what do you do? I stop, I'm quiet and I let the other person answer uh, and vice versa. So we're building up each other's credibility by talking about them. Mm -hmm. Now, another way to do this is the divide and conquer method. So let's say I'm going to a networking event and I know really closely one or two other people that are there. I can say, here's whom I'm looking to meet and give them my description. When you run into them, bring them to me to introduce and who are you looking for? And when you meet, when I meet them, I will bring them to you. So not only are you working the networking event, but you use some of your other people in your network to help you as well.
0: Mm, haven't heard that one before. So that's a, a new, a new concept for me. Love that. Thank you for sharing that little nugget. Um, also the idea of um, setting up the energy of reciprocity in advance where you're at a networking event and, you know, that awkward awkward piece for some where they show up by themselves and they're, you know, not necessarily <laughs> wanting to jump into a conversation, they're kind of hovering and they come up and you're already in conversation with somebody, you know, do you stop, do you include them? Do you like, how does that triangulation best work? So what I do is, you know, if I'm already in conversation and someone else wanders up, I'll just kind of say, And, you know, kind of like, I see you, just give me a moment, finish my sentence. And then if it's someone I know already, um, and just say, you know, thank you for coming over. I was wanting to introduce you to my, my new colleague, Joe, Cause I think you might have some synergy and Joe, this is so-and-so and do a little bit of an intro for them. Cause I can see that they're squirming <laughs> Yeah, um, and that works really well too.
1: And that's, and that's one of the reasons I like tag team networking actually, because people don't always believe this. I am a hardcore introvert networking for me is I'd much rather get on the stage in front of a thousand people than have to go network a room of 20 people that I don't know. Um, So I love the tag team networking. What I like to do is find a partner that is outgoing and loves to talk to strangers. And so we, we partner together, we stay together and I just follow them around with the, you know, they're going to talk to all the random people. And then my strength and set is I'm very goal oriented and get it done quickly. Let's move on. So I can help them keep on track with, because they just want to talk forever about all kinds of stuff. I'm like, let's get the meeting scheduled and go meet somebody else. So it's a very nice balance. I I almost always try to find an extrovert to tag team network with, to help bring me out of my show. Uh, So if you're you're listening or watching and you feel like, oh, I'm an introvert, networking doesn't work for me. Uh, I am, (laughs) this is what I do for a living. I'm networking and I do not like networking. It's not my favorite thing. It's I can do it and I'm good at it. I don't love it because it's outside of my comfort zone and tag team networking can be very powerful.
0: Right. Well, if you're listening to this show and saying, hmm, both of these ladies have powerful tips. um, If you're wanting to get more clarity about how to expand and grow your business in general as a woman entrepreneur, you need that that, um, clarity of who is my ideal client? What's my strategy? How am I going to grow my business? What's the conversation I want to have? that's something you know feel free to reach out to me and happy to have a conversation to see how that you know how that fits with what you're up to if you're looking for tips specifically around the networking piece and deeper strategies definitely reach out to tiffany um certainly when it comes to sharing you know if people um want to learn a little bit more you had brought a free gift i understand yes tell me about what you've brought for the listeners
1: so I offer a workshop, it's called More Referrals, How to Double Your Referrals in 30 Minutes a Week. Um, it is an hour long. And so we will share, I don't know if you're gonna put the link in the chat, I mean, in the comments, um, but I we I will have, put it in the comments, yep. Yeah. Okay, so we'll put the chat, the, the link in the comments. It's a free hour workshop. We host them on a monthly basis. And if the time doesn't work for you, right underneath the button that says, sign me up, there is a button that says, just send me the ebook, why You Ain't Getting Referrals. So the Southern is coming out there. If you sign up for the program, you get the book. Uh, but if not, you can actually go click on the button underneath the sign up button. And I will send you the book, Why You, Why you Ain't Getting Referrals. Again, that's Southern coming out there. Try Great. to have a little bit of fun, be a little cute. That's just how I am.
0: Okay, cool. So the next one of those coming up um, after uh, this airing date. So we're looking at August... Uh, 16, so we have 100. one every month
1: We have one every month, so they can just go in there and it'll have the next date and time uh whenever they're watching.
0: okay, so exactly. for those who are listening today versus looking at the show notes afterwards, um this is the one that's under your uh groove pages and um so if you go to bit.ly
1: yep slash t k more r e f so bit.ly slash t k more. REF so it's short for referral and that will take you to the page that has the event as well as the book.
0: Excellent. It's easy yes. to easy to go to bit.ly/tkmoremloref. Yes. Excellent. Yes. And, and if you're go- trying to
1: find me on social the beautiful thing of having a spelled name that's unusual is I'm super easy to find. T I F F A N I E K E L L O G um, I think the joy of being early on in social media in 100 years is probably going to be nobody has their name available or people start making up names and getting the name on social media before the children are born. because They're like, we're going to we're going to get it. We're going to lock it in. Um, we're early on in the you know, social media world. So some of us were able to get our names pretty quickly right john smith not so much but
0: so, yes so if you if you'd like to uh, get in touch with uh, tiffany afterwards you can reach out through uh, facebook um, facebook.com tiffany it's an ie on the end tiffany call it kellogg um, linkedin.com dash stat, or slash tiffany kellogg uh, facebook.com tiffany speaks so there's all kinds of ways you can search her out on social media Um, I highly encourage everybody who is in business for themselves needs this networking information. So please do go download that as something that's a gift. And I mean, if you can learn in an hour, something that could save you hours and hours of time, uh, attracting the wrong person or spending hours getting cornered in a networking event with someone who you really have no intention. There's just no match there in the work that you're doing or the chemistry. Then, um, that could save you a ton of time. I um, highly recommend it. If you're curious about the personality profiling that I mentioned, and mm-hmm. my gift for today is actually to check it out. Now, there's a $97 report that you can access as my gift. And the way to get at that is actually to go pop on your phone right now. You can text me. So text the word code, C-O-D-E. And here's the number to text that to. So it's text, the word code, C-O-D-E, and the number is 403-668-9279, 403-668-9279. And if you have any challenges technically with that, you can also reach out to me through my website, YvonneSilver.com. So this has been a fascinating interview today. I'm so glad that you've brought your depth of wisdom in this area of networking. And certainly when we've learned over a number of years what works, what doesn't work. um, I also in my past had taught a networking networking (laughs) workshop and I have a hilarious video that really sums up what not to do um, i didn't do the recording. I refer it and show it as part of my um, part of my i can
1: 't wait to see <laughs> yeah
0: i 'll dig out the link and i'll send yes. it to you it's I uh, say i haven't hosted that event for a while, um, but there are certainly some very, very simple shifts that you can make that will be so much more effective in your networking, whether you 're doing it in person or whether you're on a zoom screen that it does pay to go to the experts listen learn take the nuggets take the wisdom see what shifts and if you have people in your world that you think oh my gosh we got to get them connected with Tiffany they've got to learn this as well bring a friend I'm sure Stephanie wouldn't mind So, anything else that we want to share today in our last few minutes Tiffany anything we I didn't ask you that you were hoping I would so I
1: think it's really important for entrepreneurs to keep a clear look at what their vision is. It's not about going to networking events or answering emails or all of that. We want to think about what is the vision of the life that we're looking for. I like mm-hmm. to say that amazing business and spectacular life. And remember each and every day that we're working towards that. And life doesn't always have to be about work. Sometimes it's good to take a step back and really appreciate the people uh, the things, the, whatever you have in your world that are matter to you. Cause we don't know how much time is left. It could be a couple of weeks. It could be a couple of months. It could be decades. Um, but we want to make
0: the most of each and every day that we have. Absolutely. And for those who are listening, that are in the corporate world, you know, you might think that your job is secure. Um, however, as Tiffany has shared, and I know from my own <laughs> experience, for one of the global career transition providers, um, Companies restructure all the time. So your best recourse is to be networked all the time. Don't just bury yourself in your life because you have a safe job and, and, and not be using tools like LinkedIn because you never know when your circumstances are gonna change and you're gonna need to start getting out networking. So why not start now? Right now, um, you could network yourself into a better job with a higher salary. Higher salary, the best chance that you have to add another 10 or $20,000 on your salary is to go for a new job with a bigger role because that will set you up for success. And so networking is key. You wanna have your own personal email attached to your LinkedIn profile. It's not uh, good to have your company one because if your company just uh, does a termination right away, you could lose all of your networking contacts. And you want to make sure that you treat them like gold because referrals and networking is really about relationships and conversations. So thank you for joining me today, Tiffany. Great conversation. Love what you're up to. Um, I am looking forward to our continued conversations. Again, uh, stay in touch with Tiffany. It's T-I-F-F-A-N-I-E. Uh, Kellogg, K-E-L-L-O-G, kind of like the cornflakes. Yep, (laughs) Um, that is it. (laughs) And and do keep in touch with me as well, Words, Women, and Wisdom, um, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations is my book. There's more about that on my website, yvansilver.com. And I'm wishing every listener an awesome summer and make sure that you tap into the power of referral networking and marketing. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you. Bye for now. Ladies, a new book is on the horizon. Words, Women and Wisdom, the modern art of confident conversations. This new book is for women ready to rediscover their inner confidence, take a stand for themselves in life and business by using more powerful language. Words are so powerful and have already changed history. On October 5th, The New York Times published a story detailing decades of allegations of sexual harassment against film producer Harvey Weinstein. And numerous women in the entertainment industry found the courage to go public, banding together with a powerful voice that change is long overdue. Even Oprah Winfrey, television network icon, gave a rousing speech at the Golden Globe Awards in January. The media has showcased the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund. The Me Too movement is flourishing and all signaling it's time for women's equality and change. I believe it's time to give women the verbal agility to create more confident conversations. Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations is the book which provides practical approaches for women to ask for what we really want and receive our request. Hello, I'm Yvonne Silver, Certified Executive Coach and Senior HR Professional, seasoned in business. I teach women to flourish in business by using more confident language to help empower and engage others. This book is the result of over 35 years of my career, professional career, working in four different countries. I've interviewed over 6,000 people in my career for job interviews, executive coaching, for sales and consulting conversations. And I've listened to hundreds of women in particular who are looking for a better way to collaborate. They're looking to be uh, asking for what they really want and heard and validated, especially in business. And women often earn less than men for doing exactly the same job. It's 2018, it's time for change. The modern art of confident conversations explores words we use at home, at work, words that trip us up, elevate us and encourage us, and when no words are even required. It is about how to leverage the power of words in a positive, in a collaborative and impactful way. Now I work with women entrepreneurs and leaders who are empowering other women and leading through mentorship programs and my coaching, public speaking, interviews, and writing. I'm passionate about women's equality. Why? I grew up in England in a house with a flow of negative comments from my father which destroyed my mum's dignity until she became an empty shell of the vibrant woman she'd once been, belittled by constant criticism and questioning of her abilities. Through my own life journey and supporting hundreds of female clients, I've discovered critical words to ask to get what we really want collaboratively. I know there are critical links between our language, our behavior, our mindset, and our success in life. Words from a song can replay in our head for hours and poetry can bring a lump in our throats. I've combined my insights with interviews from influential women, sharing their pearls of wisdom, supplemented with research and reference studies from established scholars. Women are rising up. It's time for women to be heard. Let's use more powerful, positive language and join the rising tide of change. This book is for you, a woman looking to the future ready to embrace significant positive changes in your life by using more confident language. Eliminate those words that drain your power, add words that energize and invigorate and shift from ordinary to extraordinary. Just one word can change your life. I believe every woman needs their own copy of this powerful book. It's time for action and time for change. Order and reserve your own copy of Words, Women, and Wisdom today.